Hey everyone, this is Imran and today I'm going to bring out the best four lessons from Rush Dad and Poor Dad that will change the way you think and which will help you to become wealthier. So when I was reading Rich Dad and Poor Dad, I took away four lessons on building wealth that I have carried with me through my life and I'm going to make my mindset and career based on that lesson. So while reading this book, I came across these four lessons. This is amazing lessons. And if you practice this, if you understand this, then there is no time and there is nothing who can stop you to become wealthy. So I learned that most people work for money, but the rich people make money work for them. And that is not how much money you make. It's how much you keep. So I also learned that rich people acquire assets which give them money but other acquire liabilities which take money out from them and they only think are assets and that financial struggle often comes from a lifetime of working for someone else. I became a fan of Robert Kiyosaki honestly. His book Rich Dad Poor Dad opened my eyes to the world of wealth. Early in life, I learned there are fundamental differences between how the rich think and act towards money compared to everyone else. I began to adopt those same thoughts and strategy and found them completely true. There are four crucial lessons from Rich Dad and Poor Dad that I am going to discuss here. The first lesson is most people work for money and rich people have money work for them. So this lesson has become successful and a clinch that many considered it to be a myth. But it's obviously and absolutely true. Talk to just about anyone about how to make money and the conversation will be like you have to get a good job to earn money. And that's not wrong. Thinking either at least not early in your life so the first step towards building wealth is generating a basic income if you have no assets and no skills you can sell to the general public in exchange for the money a job uh, is a certainly the most convenient way to produce a cash obviously but the difference between rich people and everyone else is that the rich don't stay in the job phase for a very long time. If you have started the job, it is good for you because you don't have any amount. Okay, so uh, but carrying it for a long time will be make you poor because the way rich think is to build up themselves by collecting the assets and making their money work for them. But if you be in a job for a longer time, then you won't be you will be in a rat race so they realize early that to become rich they need to become the people who hire others into job and not the job holder by contrast the rest of us typically spend our lives in job phase and we are trapped once they believe that a job is the only way to earn money that's lock you into a working for money for the rest of your life but the rich learn the virtue of becoming business owners early and running a business is more than anything else and about learning how to leverage resources and people to earn money than you ever could be exchanging your own labor for wage. For example, uh, as a business owner, you can gravitate towards your talents, those skills and abilities you have that hold the greatest potential for you.
once there you can either hire other as employees or use subcontractors to do the work that generates the income essentially you become the overseas of the business rather than a frontline worker as the business become more profitable you invest some of those profit into building your business and increasing your income so this was a first lesson now coming to the second lesson it's not how much money you make that matters it how much money you keep so this is really really important for all of us one of the behavior that most people separates the rich especially the self made riches from other is the emphasizes on saving money one of the fundamental obstacle for most people is that budgetary priority goes to spending savings gets only whatever left over for example let let's say you have a net household income of uh, 50000 rupees per month after paying necessary expenses and a few luxuries you have only uh 10000 left to put into the savings sorry not 10000 just 2500 left to put into your savings that means only 5% of your net monthly income is going to be save your savings and in many household even that amount is swallowed up by the unexpected ex- expenses in others the amount seems so insignificant the saving effort is abundantly entirely the situation is very different among the rich particularly among those who aspire to become wealthy though financial planner may recommend savings and investing 10% or 15% of your income on a regular basis the aspiring rich may save 30% 40% and even 50% or more of their income there is no question that saving that amount of money can only be accomplished if you can successfully live well below your means that arrangement is usually temporary as a saving and investment grows so does the income that they generate which is what we are going to discuss in the next section let's work an example using the same uh 50000 monthly income we used above so the only difference in the person saves and invest 50% of the income each month or uh, 2500 assuming an average annual return on portfolio of stocks and bonds this savior will accumulate over 127600 in just 20 years sorry 1 crore 27 lakhs 6000 in just 20 years if you just invest in other words he will be a millionaire within 20 years and that's that doesn't even reflect the fact that both his income and his savings and investment contribution may increase over the years this is an illustration of how much money you keep make a bigger difference in the long run than how much you make now the third point is rich people acquire assets not liabilities they think are assets so one of the major misconception so many have about rich people is that they all inherited their money but that belief set is completely self defeating look at anyone who is self made millionaire and there's an outstanding chance he or she spent most of their life acquiring assets that generate income so rich people acquire assets not liabilities we also have to do these things we have to acquire assets but not liabilities because the assets makes us rich this is the exact opposite of many people other people the consumer mindset of media and advertising culture they instead invest their money in personal possession they believe to be asset 
probably the best example is the family home most people think of is the biggest asset they have and even devote a disappoint a disproportionate percentage of their income both to acquire and maintaining it but even while a house can build value over time it's not an income generating asset so i'm talking about the house the luxurious house without any source of income which you cannot give for the rent for if you are using it for your own purpose then this is the liability quite the opposite it cost you money to keep it it really not an investment until and unless you sell it take your cash invest it in something that will produce in worse the majority of middle class homes are heavily financed they may be understandable when the home was first purchased but many people engage in equity stripping by taking home equity lines of credit and second mortgages when enough equity builds in the home other engage in serial refinancing consolidating their first and second mortgages or taking cash out every few years so the long term results is that while the value of the home rises so does the amount of debt other non income generating assets include car recreation equipment furniture entertainment equipment vacations homes all may feel good to own but none generate any income typically assets acquired by the rich include stocks bonds investment funds income generating real estates real estate investment trust businesses what all have in common is that they either have the ability to generate a steady income increasing in both value value and income both over time the growth in income generating asset results in a higher income eventually the income being produced by those assets may be sufficient for the owners to live comfortably without having to work any more so now the fourth point is working all your life for someone else can lead to financial struggle this is the last and the and the best point you will be are listening here so this isn't it an attempt to demean anyone who spends their life working for someone else instead it is to emphasize doing so holds the very real potential for a life of lifetime of financial struggle for most people the fundamental limiting factor which being an employee is that you are always trading time for money and since you only have so much time to give to your the employer it creates an absolute limit to how much you can earn but that's only the most obvious limit at a more basic level you will always earn less than your effort produced for example though you work may generate uh let us take for 1000 1000 rupees and uh, a day in our revenue to your employer you may only earn 500 rupees for each hour for each day spent it must be that way your employer cannot afford to keep you on the payroll without making a profit on your work there are also limits to how much an employer will pay for your position regardless of the quality of your work so by contrast if you made a decision to being selling your skills either on a business to business basis or the general public you may find yourself easily earning 1000 rupees per hour not a day per an hour so and so you grow in your skills and your capacity that may gradually rises it to more than 1000 rupees so when you are self employed there is no ceiling on what you can earn the more you earn the more you save and invest in gaining real wealth and there is something else i found out in my business so there is a not my business 
in the business of many people when you are self employed you are free to take your business in any direction that means taking on more challenging and profitability business direction and even creating additional income stream with self employment comes other benefits as well for example there are retirement plan like the uh, there are retirement plan there are pf and these and that there are many things so taking for an example if you are uh, self employed then most of your time your earning will be deducted and uh, you know you don't have a good income to invest on yourself or invest on the stocks or the assets and uh, not only does self employment remove any income ceiling but it also create the ability to build up your asset faster than you can as an employee now building wealth might take some big changes so there is lesson from robert kiyosaki arrangement to make you feel your situation is hopeless if you are being handling your finances the way the majority of people do rather it's to give you an insights as to how rich people become rich that involves major behavioral changes but if you can embarrass them as a part of your financial routine the entire monetary dynamic in your life will change for the better even if you can't save and invest 50% of your income set a more reasonable goal like start with 20% 15% or then go on to 20% 25 30% will take you longer to reach your goal but it will get you there eventually the point is if you want to improve your financial situation uh, situation in a meaningful way you will have to make more substantial changes in the way you see and handle money the rich have already figured that out you can become one of them by doing what they do so hope you like this four lessons and you start investing your money and start building your assets by decreasing your and decreasing your liabilities hope if you try these four things if you consider these four things your life is going to change and within no time you will be the one of the wealthiest person on this earth hope you like this so thank you so much for listening to me and i will bring more content like this to make you uh, to to build an a good a reputation and to provide a value for all of you thank you so much